Today's episode of Jimmy Podcast Roll may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? Before we get started with today's program, I want to take a few seconds to talk about my website, social media accounts, and podcasting platform. The website, jimmypodcastworld.com, that is jimmypodcastworld.com. On the Jimmy Podcast World website, you will be able to find links to all my social media accounts and podcasting platforms. On the homepage, you will be able to find a direct feed to my Twitter account. You will find an interactive photo gallery with all my recent guests on the podcast. You will find a blog that is updated frequently. Are you also scrolling through social media right now and trying to figure out if I'm on that platform? Chances are you are on some form of social media. Check this out. You can find me at Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch TV. That's right, baby. We're on Twitch. All those platforms at Jimmy Podcast World. At Jimmy Podcast World. Are you more of a visual episode person? YouTube has some of my full episodes, short clips, skits, and my newly released Jimmy Podcast World ad. For Twitter and Snapchat, you can find me at Jimmy Pod World. Want to listen to the podcast? The website has the links to all the major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Are you loyal to the Joe Rogan experience and making the move exclusively to Spotify just like he did? Well, now you have the best of both worlds because not only are we on all the other platforms mentioned, but we're also on Spotify. So looking for, to support the program, it is easy as liking and subscribing to all the podcasting platforms and all the social media platforms where you can find me. Are you still looking for more ways to support? Believe me, we appreciate it if you do. You can also share the podcast on all platforms and social media accounts as well. And for those of down since day oneers out there, you can show off by visiting the merchandise page, hats, shirts, stickers, and more. And one last way, are you already on Amazon? And if so, you should be using Amazon Prime. How does that support the Jimmy Podcast world? If you go to our website, at the top of the website, there is an Amazon banner. Click on that banner. And before you continue shopping on Amazon.com, make sure to save that link and bookmark it to your web browser. Every purchase you make through our link from our website that you save to your web browser has Amazon throw back a couple of pennies our way. Lastly, any feedback or ideas you think you could be a guest on the show, please email jpw at jimmypodcastworld.com. jpw at jimmypodcastworld.com. As always, thank you for your love and support and feedback. And now on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is a old friend of mine, Eliana. And Eliana has a very interesting topic to talk about. I cannot wait to get um, on with the show so that we can listen to the story that she has to talk about today. Uh, it is about unschooling. Uh, her family, they are unschoolers. Uh, so her children do not attend school traditionally like you and I have. Uh, you plan on sending your kids or you are sending your kids to traditional way of learning to go, going into a classroom. Uh, they do not attend class. Uh, they are also not homeschooled. So when homeschooling, you have a curriculum that you want to take, take part in. Well, they don't have that also. It is a step removed from homeschooling. And um, we'll get into how uh, she came about that idea uh, how she's been able to implement it, how it's been working, um, and whether or not she recommends this for everybody or uh, if she has, you know, just kind of some other bits of information that we could use from this. I am very excited to learn about this topic. I know you will be too once you hear all the stuff that we have to talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so without the further ado, uh, help me welcome Eliana to the program. Give me sports. 
Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the program, Eliana. Eliana, th thanks for being on. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> um, as as we um, as before we got on, um, we were talking a little bit, and um, I was telling you that how much um, your your comments based off my Facebook post really kind of um, uh, stayed with me, and I haven't stopped thinking about. Um, this certain topic and the topic is um uh unschoolers and unschooling um and um it was one that i had never heard about and uh one of the things about my podcast is that i want to have people on that um will uh educate me on things show me new things um open my eyes change my mind to things um and this was something that i had never heard about um i had never heard about unschooling and unschoolers and um I've heard of homeschooling. I've, I've always heard of homeschooling. Um, and I've, I guess in a sense, uh, homeschooling is kind of the umbrella, right? And then there's a kind of different ways of going about that. Um, but this specific topic, I had never heard about. And uh, it came about a, a post that I had about um, not unsure. Like, well, my kid, um, I have one. I have one little girl and she's about to turn one here in, in a few weeks. And um, But I was thinking ahead, like, if this was if the pandemic was now like it is and she's five, six, seven, and, and she needs to start going to school or the thought of her needing to go to school. I'm like, I don't know if I could send her. And, and mm -hmm. then I remember you're going like, well, you know, it's something that I don't really have to worry about because um, my kids do not go to a traditional school. They, they don't go to, they don't attend a building somewhere and, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and attend that way. So I thought, well, maybe this is homeschooling. And then you're like, well, no, it's, it's kind of a step beyond that. It's actually unschooling. So excuse me, rather than, rather than me read the definition of that, um, could you kind of tell me in, uh, in your way, um, what is the definition of unschooling? Well, it's it's actually tricky <laughs> um, because every unschooler has their own definition of it. Mm -hmm. There's the definition that you'll find, you know, online, and some people stick to that specific definition. But really what I love about unschooling is it's learning and living for what works for your family. Mm -hmm. That's like the broad definition that I've come to, like, accept as as true for our family. Um, there's, and because even within unschooling, there's different, like, I want to say even styles or mm -hmm. flows of unschooling. Um, there's even like a, a type of unschooling that is called radical unschooling. Mm -hmm. And that just refers to like, you, you go to the core of everything that you learn mm -hmm. um, in unschooling mindset. So like, it's not just the academics, but it's also like, what time children go to sleep, like what do they eat, who do they play with, how much TV time or tablet time they have. It's mm. like you touch on everything. Mm -hmm. But that's something what people mostly call like radical unschooling. I wouldn't say we're there. I say we're we're like barely, barely unschoolers. <laughs> Could you take me to um, 
I guess that moment um, uh, that it was your, your, your husband and, and yourself, what was it mm-hmm. your, uh, your husband and yourself that um, kind of had, can you take me to that moment where you guys had that, that talk or that idea of like, Hey, um, you know, this school thing is kind of not what we want it to be. Or, I mean, it's just, it, to me, it's like, it, it's, I, I, I have a lot of interviews with a lot of people. And, and the one thing I always go to is like, can you take me to that talk? Like, how did that idea come about and stuff like that? So I don't want to make it like super long, but that talk, we've had it throughout the years, like so many times because things just kind of kept happening. So like the very first time that I thought about it mm-hmm. was when my son was like three, because I at that time I was working in a public school, elementary school, and... I was just like, what? (laughs) Like, I was just seeing things that I was, I as an adult was not prepared to see and, um, and could not process and would keep me up at night. And I would think, how am I going to send my child into a classroom where, you know, these students are doing all these weird things, you know, his peers are all out of control. Mm -hmm. And, and then on the other side, the poor teachers don't have enough time or help to deal with all the problems. So for me, that started when, when he was three. Um, mm. And there was this particular incident, um, I, and it was just a very inappropriate thing that happened between two students. Mm. And I remember going home and telling my husband, our son is never going to school. Like, no. And, but then, you know, time passed and then it was time for preschool. And we did a lot of like parent and child classes in Mm -hmm. preschool. So then we're like, oh, this is nice. Like, yeah, school is good. Like we got back into like that mode. Right. And we had like an amazing like preschool experience. So when it, when it was time for, for kinder, um, I still was a little bit scared. So actually it wasn't kinder. It was TK because now there's that like weird grade between mm-hmm. like school and kinder mm-hmm. and um i was like he's going to private school he has to like that's the only place i'll feel safe mm-hmm. so he went to private school it was you know i was like oh this is perfect experienced teacher only 12 students in the classroom like it's gated like oh, this is amazing my kid who never cried like when I left, who was always, who always loved being in new places, who loved exploring, mm. cried every single day, uh. every single day when I was dropping them off, crying, 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 crying. And everyone around me kept telling me, it's normal. It's normal. He'll get used to it. Just walk away. And that's what I would do. Just say bye, walk away, say bye, walk away, say bye, walk away. And it wouldn't stop. And so finally I said, no, I, you know what? I need a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I went and I, I started staying in the classroom and the teacher was mean. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say she was abusive or anything like that. I can say like, oh, she threatened the kids or she pulled a kid, nothing like that. But just like the undertone, the whole feel of the class, she was mean. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't going to, I just didn't feel comfortable with that. Right. I didn't feel comfortable. I just was like, no, I, I can't pay for this. So we took him out, put him in public school. Amazing teacher. Then it was like the opposite. 
a lovely, lovely teacher. Yeah. And she was very loving and very appropriate for the kids. So things kind of settled down. But I still kind of like had that like nudging in me that I wanted to stay home with my kids. And at that point, then I had the twins. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, I want to stay home with the kids. Even if my kids go to school, like I want to stay home and just like be with them, like not have that rush, you know, of like always on a rush, hurry, get up, go to school, hurry, go pick them up. And like all of that fast, fast, fast. Right. So, um, but then, I mean, I ended up, um, so what I did was at the end of that TK year, I did leave my job because I, I was like, um, I need to be there for my kids. So I left my job and, um, he started kinder and he somewhat liked it, but every time he'd come home, it was like, it's boring. It's boring. It's boring. And every morning, even though he wouldn't cry, like as he was being dropped off at school, mm -hmm. he would cry when we would wake him up. Like as soon as we'd wake him up crying, I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to school. We'd, you know, we'd have like an hour to like calm him down. And by the time we were at school, then he'd be fine. But I just didn't think it was normal, mm -hmm. like, for a kid to always be saying that school is boring in kindergarten mm -hmm. and to cry almost every morning. Yeah. So, you know, my husband and I were constantly having, like, that conversation, you know, constantly, constantly, constantly. So, again, I started volunteering. Um, and the, that there was nothing that I could say was, like, wrong at the school. Mm -hmm. uh, my son wanted to do things like his complaint was always well what did you do at school today paperwork well what would you rather do well I want to I want to do activities I want to do projects mm -hmm. you know or like he'd be they would do a lesson in their little workbook and he'd be the first one to finish and then he had to just sit there you know and, and mm. then in his mind he he would think like well if i'm done well can i go over here and play or something but it was just like finish and sit finish and sit so for him that was not working and it was and as a mom i i hated seeing that you know because i would think okay if he if he understood the concept that they're trying to teach why can't he move on mm -hmm. why can't he have, do a different activity instead of just having to wait there um, but also working, working for the school system, I, in, I also understood the other side where th that's just not possible for teachers. Yeah. It's just not a possibility. They have to manage 30 students. So, you know, I was torn, you know, like I know the reason why teachers have to be a certain way, but then as a mom, I was like, no, this is not okay. So, um, that's when I really was like, I told my husband, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. He still wasn't sure. And then he's a teacher. Mm. So he was just kind of like, no, <laughs> like he needs to go to school. Like it's better if he goes to school. And I was like, I don't know. I think I could do it. So we still like, we're like, oh, kept talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And come first grade, I, I, I took him back to first grade. Mm. So he went to first grade, but this time at a different school because I wanted him to be closer to home. So, but previously I would always drive him to like other schools where I thought was like the better school, Yeah. you know, in our area. And then I was like, forget it. Like 
there is no better school. Like all schools are the same. So I ended up putting him like at the school right down the street from my house. And it things just got then things got bad. Then it was just like uh <laughs> I'm I don't even I don't want to talk bad, but it was just bad and that that was like that was it. That's when I my husband and I that and then that's when my husband came and told me he's not going to school tomorrow. Like this is mm. not okay. Because then it started just being like at that time he was in first grade. So it was things like, you know, coming back and and saying like bad words, but like my kids have been exposed to bad words, but mm-hmm. these were like bad, bad words, like <laughs> <laughs> like bad things and like really like racial terms and and then and then where we were like no, like when the sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. When we started like having questions about the sexual stuff, then we were like, you know what? Like what's happening here? <laughs> right. This is too much. You're in first grade. Like your friends shouldn't be talking about this. Then he started talking about gangs and like being in a gang. And I was just like, mm, no, this, this can't be. So, um, that was, that's my long story <laughs> no, of yeah. how, how we came to homeschooling. It was like, kind of like full circle you know like we I had this idea and then it was like a whole lot of trying everything mm-hmm. and then once we like we kind of felt like our resources were exhausted then we're like that's it it's time to make the switch so we we went for it and um but even then when I started homeschooling that was September of last year so about mm-hmm. a year ago I didn't learn about home unschooling until like October mm-hmm and I was kind of like had the same reaction like you, like, what? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Like people do this, people live like this. Yeah. And so I was just like a mad woman, like like I put the kids to sleep and I'd just be like on the computer and like listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. just like trying to fi- find out like as much information as I could. Um, but my husband still wasn't on board. He mm-hmm. was like, I'm cool with the homeschooling, but I needed to look he still needed it to look more like school. Mm-hmm. And we were also going through the county program for homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So they still required us to submit work samples. So like we had the tech, we had textbooks, workbooks, all of that. We met with the teacher once a week. Mm-hmm. So we did all of that up until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So like then in March, um, the school kind of like, relaxed about the work samples they were like we know you guys are working from home we know you know that's a priority um just send us what you have and that's when I really like dove into unschooling Mm -hmm. and it like allowed it allowed me to like show my husband like this is unschooling not just like talk about it anymore right it was like this is what it would look like if we unschooled and then we both kind of like saw my son just like take off with it. Mm-hmm. And and that was it. So really it was like I had been wanting to do it since October. But when the pandemic hit, it was a really a positive thing for us because then we had that opportunity and that time to just be home, you know, and like no other distraction. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been quite a journey for us. And um, and it still is. Like I still, sometimes I don't fully consider myself an unschooler Mm -hmm. because 
there are some things that I still get hung up on. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I still like think like, oh, things need to be done a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm not trusting like the process that he's learning, but then all of a sudden like I'll see him do something, and I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> like you know how to do that, you know? Or he'll just come to me and like start talking about something, and I'm like blown away, you know, like by his conversation. Mm-hmm. So then that'll kind of like soothe me and be like, okay, yeah, I trust, I trust this process. Um. I so, found yeah. I found um what I found uh interesting that you just you said a little while ago was um that you know you looked at private schools and and it, it almost at least from what I take from that and what what I what I feel sometimes uh parents feel with um with private schools is like it's it's guaranteed it's you you're you're paying for a mm-hmm. higher level just quality of, 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 of school experience from everything mm-hmm. from, from teacher to, to material cover to the, 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 the success rate of, of, of your child. And, 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 mm-hmm. and it, it almost guarantees it's it, at least for mm-hmm. me thinking about private school, it, it, I feel like it um, guarantees uh, results and success. And, yeah. and, and it's, 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 it's one thing to think that you would think that right because more money is being thrown at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you were saying that at a private school, you, you, you didn't feel like that was working out. You, you actually felt more comfortable in a public school when you, when you first, when you first okay. t- took your kid back to a public school. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that very interesting. Um, it's one, it's one thing that I think like even, even all of almost one year old, one year old that we have and uh, my wife and I, my parents and stuff like that, we're, we're always talking about like, Oh, send her to this school, send her to that school. No, well, this school over here. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, we went to Selena's high over here. or We went to this school over here. And it's like, um, it's, it's, it's something that we've been kind of tossing around. And even lately, uh, maybe within like the last year or so, uh, you know, before I'm like, if I ever have a kid, it's gotta be Harvard, man, Stanford, or, you know, whatever it's gotta be. And it's gone from that to like, well, look, if, if, uh, if, if they're practicing certain things or if they're going to go for certain things, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be those top schools based mm-hmm. on how expensive they are and how far they might be and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so if they're looking to be a teacher, well, you know, there's CSUMB down the street, so they can mm-hmm. go ahead and go there rather than uh, mm-hmm. chase a higher cost school just for the same mm-hmm. degree. Right. Uh, yeah. We went from that to, um, to um, I forget how long it was. It might be going on a year where, uh, uh, I work for a tech company uh, uh, in Silicon Valley, and um, uh, I worked for several. And um, when I was first working for those companies, a, a college degree was required for a lot of those uh, positions. Um, not necessarily for the ones I was in, but but for most positions, you were, it, it was a requirement that you had a college degree. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe in like the last year, year and a half, somewhere around there, some of the big tech companies, uh, Facebook, Google, Apple, um, uh, they, they've all uh, come out and gone like, you don't need a college degree anymore. Uh, if you know if you know how to do this, you know how to do this, uh, your work will speak for itself. Uh, there's no need for that. And I think in a lot of ways, they welcome that because they can teach you their own way rather than mm-hmm. you coming in with, with one mindset. You're pretty mm-hmm. much an open canvas for them to kind of or an open 
or kind of they can mold you and shape you the yeah. way they want rather than oh i came from this school and this is how we did it at this school so um i went from um top-notch school to just school to maybe no school at all as far as like uh, university wise like mm -hmm. it's 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 uh it's it's funny because um I, I see and hear things like that, and and then I, I come across um, uh, uh, topics like 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 yours, and I'm just like, dude, like there's there's all these different ways that are worth exploring, that are at least worth uh, you know having that conversation. So um, mm -hmm. I, I've I've noticed a change in me from like rather than like say like this is what she would do, it's like what would she like to do? And yeah, my child's right. all of almost one, but um like it's 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 worth thinking about now as far as like what would she like to do how is it that she would be happy uh mm -hmm. rather than uh rather than forcing something that she might not like like you mentioned your child mm -hmm. um was like i don't want to do paperwork i want to do projects i you know it's like mm -hmm. i mean i don't know maybe hands-on or uh, if your child is very hands-on or they like kind of just building things or or maybe mm -hmm. learning by touching but Mm -hmm. um um i yeah i i, I just want to say i find that very interesting very fascinating especially i kind of how i've changed my mind through the years as far as like uh what i feel the journey should be for for at least for my child right um you know what you just said now about that you've gone kind of like from like where she'll go and what she'll do to now thinking of like what does she want to do and what makes her happy mm -hmm. like i i will say that a lot of us who unschool and homeschool, mm -hmm. like that's the focus. Like we've made like kind of like that mind shift to like what makes my child happy. And like for me, I got there because of all the, the stress and the drama and the unhappiness that I experienced from my job. Mm -hmm. um, to, so then I started thinking like, yeah, I have this college degree and I have this good paying job and I cry every morning on the way to work <laughs> and I bring all this work home. And after I put my kids to sleep, there I am up until 1am doing work for free. Yeah. You know, that unhappiness in a way was like a hidden blessing because as my son got older, I was able to, to, to like kind of transfer that to him and like, be like, no, like I don't want to force you to go to private school and then eventually go to public school because that's what you think you have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that your happiness can lead you to the right path. And I think that's a message we don't hear often in society right. that our happiness and our interests can lead us to the right path. You know, there's like happiness and good times. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the job we have to do. Right. And, and, I feel like things are changing. Yeah. <laughs> I really do feel like things are changing and it, and it's not, it doesn't have to be like that, but for whatever reason, like we're still kind of stuck there. I also see like a big like place where parents get stuck mm -hmm. is like where if they had a hard time in school mm -hmm. and then now they have children, they're like, Oh no, my kid is going to do great. And I'm going to yeah. support my kid. And he's going to be the top of the class and he's going to play every sport. Yeah. And like, okay, I understand you had a hard time and you don't want that for your child, but maybe all that pressure <laughs> is not healthy either. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of like this weird cycle. And in all honesty, like when my son 
was not wanting like school like he did not do well like he did well in school like mm-hmm. that was the hard part too he did really well in school but he hated it yeah so i was kind of like okay all these thoughts that my husband and i had about him because we've always seen him as a really smart kid of like he's gonna do really good in school it's gonna be super easy for him it's he's gonna love it to like oh shoot he does he hates it he hates going like now what mm-hmm. you know it put a lot of pressure on us as parents and i will say that for some time we were abusive towards him mm-hmm. because he had to do homework every night yeah. in kindergarten and it was like you better do your homework you better do your homework you better do your homework if you don't do your homework then this is going to happen and yelling and screaming and crying and it was like is it worth it yeah is it worth it and For us, it wasn't, you know, some people, you know, say that you just have to be that way with kids, that you just have to force them to do it or else they'll never learn how to do anything good or never learn how to respect authority. But I, I, I don't agree. I think that if you, you respect children by listening to what they're telling you and then they'll learn to respect you, you know, because then that trust will be there. And so another thing I really like about unschooling is that like right now I'm really just focusing on like repairing that damaged relationship with my son. Mm-hmm. I will honestly say that I think that I know I did some damage mm-hmm. when he was in kindergarten, when wow. he was in school. Like, that was the year that he was like consistent in being at school and that we were like, we're going to make this work, yeah. you know? And I really feel like that damaged our relationship. Like there was not, there's, there isn't as much trust as before because it's like, he's more like, okay, is mom going to be mad? Like, do I got to do what a certain way for her to like me? Yeah. Um, so that, that I will say has also been like another reason why I choose unschooling over just traditional homeschooling yeah. because I'm looking to repair a relationship and just from like podcasts and and conversations that I've been in with other unschooling unschooling families, mm-hmm. um, like they'll come to unschooling when their kids are older, like middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and they'll kind of say the same thing. Like you know, they they'll pull their kids out at that age because it's like a really tough age, mm-hmm. and their relationship is completely like messed up, and because of unschooling, they will have the time and energy to like rebuild that relationship and like rebuild that trust Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I'm the parent, but I trust that you know what is right for you. I trust that, that what you are choosing as your happiness is the right thing for you instead of I'm the parent and I know better and I'm wiser. So you have to do as I say. Um, so that that's another another area too that has been like good for us. Uh, what is your uh, what are the educational backgrounds of uh, you and your, your husbands? So I have a master's degree in speech language pathologist. Mm-hmm. I'm a speech therapist. I did six years in elementary school, and then the past two years um, high school. Mm-hmm. And then my husband is a high school Spanish teacher. So he has a BA in Spanish mm-hmm. and a single subject credential. So 
and he's been teaching for this is his 10th this will be the this is the beginning of his 10th year oh cool right on um do you feel like that's been um advantageous to um being able to in a sense reverse engineer school like like being able to like this is the traditional school if we tear it apart and break it down and look at its core and then start to rebuild from that do you think it's been an advantage both to have an education and also an education that's focused on education uh do you feel like that's helped you guys out in this journey and this process i think it's helped me in the sense of like having the what's the word like my my or maybe i've just always been this way like my ability to like research things like i'm like like looking up everything so it's it's helped me personally in that way but i also feel like in a lot of ways it's been like at a detriment to unschooling because a lot of times i want to make unschooling like school okay and cause I, cause I still have a lot of things w- that I need to like what we call de-schooling. So like de-schooling is a process of like analyzing everything about school mm-hmm. and seeing like if it works for you or if it doesn't mm-hmm. or like why those things are done. So there's a lot of things that I still need to de-school on. Like I still need to process because I want it I sometimes want it to still look like school mm. and it doesn't look like school. <laughs> like today, today, my son, um, so all weekend. So like, like I mentioned in, in your post too, like we don't really have like hours yeah, or like days, like on the weekend, like I was tired. I was just like, it was, I was tired. And so I wanted to like rest and he decided that he wanted to start a new project. Mm-hmm. on Sunday and I was just like okay here we go <laughs> <laughs> so like all weekend we were just measuring out wood because he's gonna make swords mm-hmm. out of wood and so there we were doing all the measurements you know and sometimes like I have to hold back from being like okay go get a piece of paper and a pencil and we're gonna write this all down step by step mm-hmm. you know but if if I say that to him, then he's going to be like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Like he just wants to do it like in the moment, mm. like let's do the measurements, let's mark it. And then when grandpa comes, we'll cut it. Okay. You know? So like, I have to stop myself in a lot of ways like that or like today, like this morning I woke up feeling like that, like, Oh, I want it to kind of look like school. Like I want to have like a circle time and I want to like practice certain things, mm-hmm. but he was like in the garage all morning making like a man out of cardboard mm-hmm. because he needs someone to battle against <laughs> the swords are done. Yeah. You no. Know? So he was just in there. Like he just made this man like his size <laughs> out of cardboard. And he, you know, he cut it himself and he rolled it all up himself and he made the head and the arms not the legs. Cause then he realized if he makes legs then it's not stable, mm. you know? So 
and then he tried hot glue and that didn't work and then he burned his finger but that's like all part of like the learning process right, right? like yeah. i would tell him like oh that's dangerous let me help you here i'll hold the hot glue gun like it's not the same like he needs to burn his finger and then he's like oh that hurt but it's okay i'm gonna go put a band-aid and like his energy and his motivation to do it was beyond the burned finger you know so it, it's like he, that's just what he did and then he figured out that he needed duct tape so there he is like cutting out all the duct tape and like just like making it until it works so i'm not going to interrupt that because like i value that as real learning mm -hmm. compared to if i would have said you know what you're going to do that later right now we're just going to sit down and read mm -hmm. then then that would have just he would have probably been zoned out thinking about, oh, I want to make my man out of cardboard. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here reading, thinking he's learning, but is he really? No. You know, and then like you think about all the kids that, that are in school and it's story time and they're not listening and then they get in trouble for not listening. Right. And so like, in, like when things like that happened, I do, I feel grateful and I think, Oh, I'm so glad my kids are not at school getting in trouble for not listening. Right. You know, or like then later, like the twins did want to read. So we were like sitting and I was reading, but they didn't want to just sit. They wanted to color while I was reading. And mm. so I was thinking like I constantly, so I guess that is kind of like where my background helps too, where like I can kind of like think, Oh, if they were in school, they'd be in trouble for doodling right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they're not getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's true. It's true what you say, because I, I remember so often uh, being caught like in elementary school, like we're all reading the same chapter or whatever. And uh, the teacher would call on different students like, all right, it's it's your turn to read this chapter. And I would be like just staring out into the playground going like, man, I can't wait to get out there and play basketball or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like my mind was not not on uh, reading the Odyssey or whatever it was. Like I was like, I'm like, I want to be out there. I want to be doing mm -hmm. something. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I definitely um, I, I definitely I kind of like started to think about the many times I was called on to go your turn to read the, this this paragraph. And I'm like, wait, what page are we on? Oh, 110 I'm still on page 108 like um but um what are your what are your kids thoughts on 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 do on in this in this journey like what has what has what has your um I guess your oldest one ha what has he said about about this process and um does he enjoy it does he feel like he's learning he does mm -hmm. he actually when we like officially said like no more curriculum we actually talked to him um, and we were like, you know, we're thinking this, um, we didn't tell him like, oh, it's unschooling, but we were just saying like, you know, Manny, we've noticed that since being home, like you really like to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And we feel like every time we bring out the workbooks, you cry. And so like, what is happening there? And he was just like, that's boring. He's like, I don't feel like I'm learning that. He goes, but when I'm, when I'm building something, I feel like I'm learning because I didn't know how to make it. And now I know how to make it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, yeah, 
And he, and then he always tells me like, mom, I don't want to go to school because I want to be a worker. I don't want to do paperwork. I want to make things. Right. So like if he at seven knows that about himself, like who am I to tell him no? Right. Like he's not, I don't, I don't think that that's bad that he wants to make things instead of write things. You know, because right now at the age where he's at right now, if he were in school, it would be a whole lot of reading and writing. And that's just not his interest right now. Mm. He knows how, but he prefers not to. Still, like when we read, he's always like, you read, mom. And he'll sit there and listen, but he he has no interest in it. And I'm not really that worried because one, he already knows how to read. And two, I've heard of like unschoolers that don't know how to read till they're 12. Mm -hmm. But then once they learn, it's like they're proficient. Yeah. You know what? And then I've seen really bad cases in schools where, you know, they're expecting the kids to read by the end of kinder and they don't. And then they're struggling. It's just like a struggle, like a bad struggle. (laughs) You know, so many years of their lives, they're just constantly, oh, you don't know how to read. Oh, you didn't get the right score. Oh, you know, you're short, whatever amount of points you're supposed to get, you know, like, I just feel like it's not, it's not worth it. I'd rather him be doing things that he's truly genuinely interested in and learn what his mind wants to learn at that moment. You mentioned, um, you mentioned, uh, community, uh, um, how did you, um, how did you discover uh, this community of, of unschoolers? Was it like through Facebook page? Was it um, other friends or family that, that, that did the same? Uh, neighbors, um, uh, colleagues, former former um, uh, classmates? Um, how did you come across a, a community of unschoolers? So um, I, I made the jump to uh, homeschooling. Uh, with the help of uh, my mom's friend and coworker, mm. she um, she homeschooled her children many years ago, and so it was like having conversations with her that I was like, yes, I'm ready, I'm ready to make the jump over to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in wanting to like find more resources, I started looking like for articles and just like Facebook pages and uh, web pages, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my sister had recently kind of got me into podcasts. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I should like look for podcasts. And that is when I found like unschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it came up, like I researched homeschooling, but then unschooling podcast came up and I started listening to that one particular one. Um, and I was just like blown away. And then the way that the host, um, just like talks about it, she's, she unschooled her three children who are now adults and she's written books about it and has been a speaker at conferences and she like has her own conference. And then just um, recently she started a a private network Mm -hmm. um, for unschoolers like to make community. And, um, and that has been like, that's where I get all of my like support and inspiration to like keep going with it because I don't know anybody like mm-hmm. here in our area. 
Um, I had met two families just through like Facebook um, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but then we never stayed in touch anymore because we had only met like for play dates, like at community parks. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit, well, that all stopped. Um, but like unschoolers, I don't know anybody personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like I need this network. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I'm, you know, having a hard day and I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'll log in and I'll, you know, type my situation up and like right away, like they'll all like chime in and like give me suggestions or just like support. Um, And we also have like a group going on Marco Polo. Mm -hmm. So that's really helpful too. You know, like if it's like right in the moment, you know, like, Hey, look, my kids are doing this really cool thing. And then like, I'll send it out. And then there's like, all these women there to be like, yeah, my kids are into that too. Or like, you know, just like cheering each other on. Mm-hmm. I, I really needed that because for when, like when I first started, I felt like really alone mm-hmm. in like the whole journey. Cause even like some of my family, they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask on that. Uh, what has um, the reaction been like from family, uh, friends, um, uh, you know, just like grandparents and whatnot, like what has, what was like, was, did you experience any pushback? Did you experience any, any maybe uh, um, intense conversations, anything like that, um, that went on as far as like, this is what we're going to do with our child or children. Yeah. As far as intense conversations and like, well, all of that, I think the most has been like with my husband, mm. my husband really at first, like, but, but it was good because he was like, he's been like that voice of like, are you sure this is what we're doing? Or like sometimes when I'm kind of like losing track or like losing focus, then he kind of like brings me back. Does that make sense? Like, like he's that constant, like reminder of like, um, what's the word? Like kind of keeps it like flowing for Mm. me. Cause it, cause if it were for me, sometimes I could like turn into like a total hippie and be like, ah, like, <laughs> free for all. So, um, almost, like, <laughs> almost like, almost like, almost uh, like grounding in a way or like keep, keeps things grounded. Yeah. yeah in a sense. Yeah, like he keeps us all grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, I would say the next one that was kind of like confused was like, not confused, but she said she was kind of worried was my mom. Mm-hmm. She was like, what if they want to go to college? Like, you're just going to, you're just like taking that away from them. And I'm like, I'm not actually Mm. (laughs) because a lot of universities seek out homeschoolers Mm. and they have like different, um, like admissions. What's the word? Like criteria. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm not worried about that. Or even like if they just, like, if you think about it, they could, just like anybody who comes from like another country mm-hmm. and want to go to Hartnell, they could go to Hartnell, <laughs> you know, or they can go take their GED. Like anybody can go take their GED. Right. And Hartnell. And then you get a placement exam and then they put you in whatever class you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have heard is that a lot of homeschoolers and unschoolers start going to community college way before they're done like before they're they're done with high school mm. um just because they have the time yeah like, even, like, 
even like more traditional um, homeschoolers that like go through like a curriculum, they can be like duly enrolled like in high school. And it's true, I think, for people like in public school too. They can like be in high school and take a night class. Yeah. In college. Most people just don't because they're exhausted from being at school all day and they don't want to go to another class at night. Yeah. Um, and so for homeschoolers, that's not an issue because they can a lot of the times finish their their like assigned work like in an hour or two. Yeah. And then free the rest of the day to do whatever they want. Yeah. So, um, and then other than that, when I talk about it, if I talk about it, cause I try not to talk about it like too much. Cause I can kind of tell that people feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. Um, or like if I'll share things, like they'll just stay quiet. Like people will just stay quiet. They yeah. won't really say anything. So, and like for me, I don't mind talking about it. Like I love talking about it. Because I feel like every time I talk about it, like I and I understand it even more, mm-hmm. and that's obviously what I want. You, mm-hmm. I want to keep understanding it and like diving in deeper, um, and like I don't have a problem like if people were to like question it or um, like if they're confused and ask me all these questions, I don't mind having like those hard conversations. Um, have you had any any interactions with teachers um, outside of outside of your husband? Um, um, any pushback from them? Any do do you feel they feel threatened in a way as far as how um, how they go about uh, a earning a living um, and b um, kind of the way they they envision education. Um, uh, educating children like have you had any conversations with teachers do you know what their thoughts yeah. are on this actually one of like my close group of friends they're like the majority of them are teachers mm-hmm. like in different like we all live in different cities like near each other but in different cities so they're like teachers all over from all over mm-hmm. um and like when i first started talking about it they were they were you know, they voiced it as a concern, right? You know, like how is how is he going to learn this? How is he going to learn that? Like, oh, my children could never, or like, um, or I could never. I couldn't be at home, you know, with my kids all day or things like that. And I get a lot of comments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my response is always just like, you know, I just go by what my children need, and like maybe you couldn't, but I think you could. Like, I think people when they're in situations like we, people figure out a way, we all figure out a way to do things. Um, and I try, I felt like maybe for a while I was too vocal about like why I was doing things and my, um, like genuine, genuine, like distrust of the public school system Mm -hmm. that I felt like maybe some of my friends were starting to get offended. Mm. So I don't, I don't talk about it that much anymore like when we get together because they're my friends right. and I'm not I'm not like my, my friendship can can be separate from my unschooling life yeah Make sense yeah but like the friends that I do have that I have are like I know they're good teachers like a lot of them I've told them like I wish my kids could have gone to your school but like mm. you live in another city you know I wish you could have been my kids teacher and maybe things would have been different I don't know. Um, but it's never like, at like, 
I, I know a lot of really good teachers, a lot, but kids like, you know, if, even if I could send my kids to that particular teacher, that's only one school year, you know, out yeah. of 18, 19 years that they have to be in school, you know, and, and there's so much more about the public school system that affects a child than just the teacher, you know? I think that the, um, that I've, I've actually had several conversations with, with different people after talking about uh, our conversation or your post or your reply to my post on Facebook uh, some of them educators and, and, um, you know, I was just kind of like, have you heard about this? And they were like, no, I've never heard about this. And, and, um, you know, um, some were like more, uh, kind of like open-minded about it. Um, I felt like others were more of a, you know, this is a threat to, to kind of the traditional school system. But if you're asking me, um, uh, and I'm I'm no expert in education other than 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 I have one, but n- and I'm not an educator, um, not a teacher of any kind. But um, I'm just kind of I always like to say I'm just uh, when I'm doing my podcast, I'm just a guy with a microphone. Like that's that's just me. And if if you ask me, I feel like our educational system is in desperate need of um, just in a complete overhaul of how they do things. I think a lot of the times that schools um, the school system is just have, it, it's kind of like contracted work. And I, I've done contracted work with several tech companies. And, um, at the end of the day, it's just the, the company that I'm contracted through, I feel like a lot of the times is, um, uh, they just want bodies. Mm-hmm. It, it, it almost doesn't matter, um, who or what they just want bodies to fulfill mm-hmm. the contract to get paid. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of in a lot of ways, I feel like that is how school works. And I, um, and I'm almost certain that that's how it works. It's just they just want bodies and seats. That's why attendance is taken and mm-hmm. they need excused absences because they need to explain where you were to be able to get money uh, for you. And and mm-hmm. um, I feel like, yeah, a complete overhaul of that is needed. Uh, it's definitely um, to me, it's just it's 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 sick in a way. It's, it's almost like they're not focusing on. Uh, the educational part of that, they're focusing more on like, do we have enough kids to meet this requirement to get this much money or whatever it is? And um, for me, I feel like I've had some very good teachers, uh, but in the grand scheme of things of how many teachers I've had, I've had very few good teachers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can easily say my uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade teachers were, were some of the best um i don't really remember anyone from middle school that i thought was pretty good and then i remember maybe one or two at at the high school level that i thought were 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 good um and then um at heart now i thought that there was um i had one teacher that i I met this teacher in a period um in 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 life where um i i graduated late um uh from uh from college um i was uh just over 30 when i graduated and um, I, I was just in a period in, in my life where I thought I didn't know whether or not I wanted to continue to go to school because I was in my mid late 20s and I was still trying to figure that out. And um, it wasn't until I met this college professor that um, I think he reignited that my want and, and, and need for just um, knowledge and, and, and just kind of just, you know, being able to expand on, on, on ideas and stuff like that. So much so that I'm actually this semester taking 
uh, taking this professor again uh, after being after graduating after uh, I have a full time job. I'm I'm really happy at uh, be, be doing working from home um, because of the pandemic. I, I have some free time, so I was like. Let me see what's going on there. Oh, he still teaches there. I haven't taken that subject with him, so I ended up taking him again. Um, I think that there's very few teachers that I've had. Um, I think where the school system failed me is I was taking um, the um, like the standardized testing at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I was taking it in Spanish every single year till the fourth grade, and I do speak Spanish. I am uh, I am Mexican. Um, I I um, I. Um, I've been able to speak and read and uh, write Spanish my entire life, but uh, my dominant language has been English. And for the longest time, I was testing in Spanish. And it wasn't until the fourth grade, um, Mr. Samuels here at Fremont School, uh, where um, he's like, you know what, I'm going to have you take this test in English. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And, and we're having this conversation in English, by the way, where I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to take it in English. And he goes, like, I need you to go home. You know, tell your parents that you're going to do this. Uh, I'm open to sit down with them and talk. And, I, you know, like, he goes, I feel like you need to take this in English to test better, to score better. And um, um, I don't know if I ever came home. I don't know if uh, um, that was even the conversation. So I ended up taking the test, and I ended up scoring 50 points higher or something like that in English. And I felt like, where was this? From the moment I started doing these standardized tests till now, why did it take till the fourth grade to be able to learn this? So it, it's kind of like a fear of mine now. It's like, where am I Where am I in the future sending my daughter and what is it that they're going to be able to learn there? And um, I really hope that there's a revamp of the school system if I decide to go that route with her so where I don't have to have her experience these things. Yeah, I find that interesting that you mentioned all of that because... Uh, today, while I, and I was in thinking of coming on the, the podcast, I was thinking about my my own teachers, and thinking like, okay, how many teachers can I honestly say well, these were good teachers? And I felt like I really learned a lot that year, mm-hmm. and it was very few. It was I remember all of their names. It was Miss Callahan in third grade. She taught me how to read because I didn't know how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar, I was always in Spanish classes. And then in third grade, she was like, you're capable of reading in English. Why are you (laughs) still in Spanish? So next year you're going to go to an English class. And same, I was like scared. But I learned how to read in third grade. And then in sixth grade, Miss Booth, who taught me how easy math really was, Mm -hmm. you know, not that complicated to do basic math. But for some reason, up to sixth grade, that was like something I always struggled with or I just didn't understand. Nobody in middle school. And then in high school, it was our Spanish teacher, Mrs. Saldana, mm-hmm. because she was that little voice that was always like, are you guys questioning everything? You know, yeah. is this right? Is this not right? Or you guys have to like fight for yourself, you mm-hmm. know, like for me, that's the voice that she was. And then, and then, um, what was it? World history. And then in in 12th grade, what is it, government and econ, mm-hmm. Mr. Cornelio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had him, but he was that other, like, just, like, constant, like, you guys are going out into the real world. You guys have been in school for 12, 13 years. This is not the real world. Like, I have to prepare you as much as I can. And he would just talk to us about, like, real life things. Yeah. And 
we were, you know, we learned, I felt like that was like a huge thing. But what was that, Ms. Callahan? Ms. Did you ever have Mr. Samuels? In, no, not Mr. Samuels. Uh, Mr. Um, in uh, high school, Mr. Williamson. Um, tall. Um, no, um, that was, um, he taught history. And uh, he's one of those uh, very few teachers that, um, uh, in high school that I thought um, uh, really kind of challenged to think and one of the things he would always say, if you showed up late, didn't have your homework, couldn't turn in whatever it was, was, um, you know, get out of my class or you're getting a zero and you were trying to explain yourself. And he's like, look, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to teach you how to make money. And I hated that. I hated every single time he said that because I'm like, no, you're an educator, man. You're supposed to be nice to me. You're supposed to cater to me. You're supposed to hold me and make it tell me everything's okay. And here you are saying, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to teach you how to make money. And I hated that. And I never understood it. And I graduated from Salinas High, not knowing what the hell that meant. And, and years later, like having some discussion somewhere, I'm like, this is this person doesn't even understand what they're doing here. Like, like they, they think it's a friend thing. It's not. It, it, this is a business, and and they need to learn how to be on time or something like that. And and I'm like, they need like it's like if I taught them, I teach them how to make money by showing up on time, by being responsible. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I get it now. And I haven't been. I. I've been on this like mission, like maybe not, maybe, maybe a, a half attempt at a mission to, if I ever come across uh, uh, Mr. Williamson again, I want to be like, dude, I understand what you meant now by that. And I hated it so much. Um, but yeah, yeah. no. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. You know, I, I, for me, it's just a lot of um, like our choice to unschool is mostly because of negative experiences we had in the public education system. Mm -hmm. Not that it was all negative because mm -hmm. there were some really positive things, but I also feel like it was a lot of wasted time, mm -hmm. like a lot of yeah. repetition, a lot of looking out the window, wishing I was doing something else, <laughs> you know? And if, if we can give our children the opportunity to actually do what they want to do and not just sit and think about what they want to do, I think it, it'll become easier for them as they get older to have a clear vision of where they want to be in life and be happy about it. Um, and I, I also, I guess, selfishly, I, I, as a parent, yeah, I want to, in a way, make life easier for my child, just like mm -hmm. how people who send their kids to private school because kind of like what you were mentioning, they kind of like are guaranteed to have had it made, you know, mm -hmm. they at least have this guarantee that they have this certain set of knowledge and they have this type of information base, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That doesn't, that really doesn't guarantee though that their child will be happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like find the career that they really want. Um, in a way, like I'm kind of like the opposite, like my reasons for unschooling is I want to in a way prevent like certain um like certain negative experiences for yeah. my children um and i i want them to really put like joy at the center of their life i don't i don't for a while i did always think like they need to go to school they need to have a degree they need you know financial stability through their degree mm -hmm. um and now I think, I don't think that, I don't think that's true. I feel like if they have a passion, then they will always find a way to continue that passion and to make money 
from that passion or even if they have to get a separate job to continue still with their passion on the side, then they will know what really satisfies them and they will do that if they have to. Uh, let me play you this clip. Uh, let me know if you can hear it well. If not, I can I can definitely explain it. But it talks about some of the things we've covered as far as being happy, finding a passion. Uh, is college the right thing? It's from Gary V. Uh, he is uh, has a marketing agency and uh, he's a motivated speaker. Um, and he talks about uh, school right here. The school system here, I'm not, I'm not sure about America, but it's, it's outdated. So it's you, outdated globally. It's outdated globally. The internet made it outdated because information is a commodity and the school system was built on me- memorization of information. Mm. Why do I have to do any math? I have a calculator on my iPhone that can give you any math. Yeah. I don't need to know anything. I can ask Siri and Alexa in two seconds, they'll give me the answer. You know, who cares about the periodic table when I can tell you what, like it just, it's so uncomfortably outdated globally because it's predicated on memorization of information in a world where we have information at our fingertip within a second for zero cost. The whole thing's dead. How do we fix it? It's the parent's responsibility. Mm. It's the parent's responsibility to not buy into the self-esteem wrapped up in your child going to a top university. We don't need to boil the ocean. Parents need to make sure their kids are happy. Mm. If you just, if we all collectively actually gave a crap about the happiness of our children, it would fix itself. Unfortunately, we care more about the judgment of our contemporaries about what our children are accomplishing more than caring about our children. This is an issue of modern day parenting and insecurity and keeping up with the Joneses, Mm. not a school system problem. Caring what other people think. It is the devastation of our society. Yeah, because so many people watching this will be like, no, you need a university degree. You need that to fall back on. Fall back on what? Yeah. Every company's not requiring a degree to get hired anyway. The greatest companies in the world, Amazon, Google, are no longer requiring degree anyway. Mm. So what are you falling back on? Now, you know, that's like saying you need to keep a horse on hand in case the car doesn't work. It's ludicrous. It is ludicrous. It is ludicrous. Yeah. And it's completely predicated on the framework that the parent grew up with and more importantly, the judgment that their parents are putting on them or how they want to keep up with everybody else because the people that they eat dinner with at the country club. Thoughts? No, I agree. I I just learned about Gary Vee recently and I follow just him on Facebook, but mm-hmm. very, very little. But I had not heard that um, clip. So no, I I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Um, and like the thing that he was talking about, it being parent responsibility, like I take my responsibility as a parent very seriously. That's mm-hmm. like my number one priority. And I feel like I don't get along with a lot of parents, mm-hmm. like other parents, or like I purposely don't talk about things sometimes because I feel like um, they're always complaining about their kids and mm-hmm. always want their kids to go with someone else or just go to school already. Mm-hmm. Um and for me, that's very offensive to the child. Mm-hmm. Like your own parent is talking crap about you. Yeah. Like, and I get it. We all like, cause I, I get annoyed still sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay. Do you really have to be screaming right now? Yeah. You know? 
But instead of just being like, oh, like, why are you screaming? It's like, okay, let's go and see what is the problem. Let's talk you down. Let's see if we can solve this problem together, you know? Um, and then I have my husband to vent to. Yeah, like last night I was like, I, I'm really tired. Like today I was really tired and it was really hard and I probably snapped at the kids more than I should have. Mm -hmm. But it's like, as soon as I let it go, it's like, poof, okay, I feel better now. Mm -hmm. But that's different than like, genuinely like parents genuinely don't like their children and they want somebody else to do it for them yeah. and i have i have a real problem with that <laughs> um, do you, you feel like parents uh when um do you feel like sometimes when you're not even um in any way talking about them or criticizing them or anything of that nature but you're just like oh like my kid today you know built built a sword out of wood and that was kind of his learning moment do you feel like they feel threatened um not directly by you but maybe indirectly by by hearing that and them going like well i sent my kid to school like are you trying to say that i you know didn't make the right decision here um do you feel that in any way um I'm trying to think uh, i don't i don't think i've had that yet um mm -hmm. i do sometimes like more with like my facebook posts like mm -hmm. i try i try not to post too much on facebook mm -hmm. because i feel that way or like people will ask me like oh but how are they gonna learn this mm -hmm. or how are they gonna learn that and it's like well he's learning it as he's doing it <laughs> how are you how are you with social media and 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 your and and your children like are they allowed on social media um is that monitored at all they don't have their no they're too young they don't yeah. even know like they don't even like have an interest mm -hmm. um no i will say though they are super into youtube like mm -hmm. any other kid yeah <laughs> um i ask that because i feel like um uh one of the reasons why I feel I, I'm doing this podcast on top of it being therapeutic and it's allowed me to, if I want to vent or just talk about anything I can, uh, ultimately at the end of the day, I guess I'm the only one listening or whatever, maybe, but at least it's getting out of my system. Um, well, and you know, it, for a while, I started doing a video diary. When yeah. I started doing, I started doing a video diary with the intent to like put it on YouTube just yeah. for like any parents that are like out there as confused as I am. Mm -hmm. But then I found that, it to be very therapeutic just for myself and i never posted anything <laughs> mm. no you you should um if anything a podcast um i am uh i i've, I've helped a couple people that i've had on that wanted to do podcasts uh start their own um um anything anything that i can help with as far as uh, at least podcast creating um the little that i know i i definitely would love to share out um uh, you should uh because this is something that i feel uh is um um, the more info that there is out there, the, if, if anything, it allows you to, you know, have your own therapy session, uh, but it might educate some. And like for myself, it might actually spike some interest in, in, in reading more about this and, and learning more about this. And, um, I mentioned social media because, um, um, I feel like it is, it, it, it's, it's lost a lot of what it was intended for to open to, well, obviously to connect with friends and family and, and, and shrink that distance and have conversations daily. But I feel like it's become a place where we can no longer have ideas without the fear of being, um, 
attacked or ousted as far as, you know, you, you can't voice an opinion anymore because conversations are no longer being had on social media. Um, I can't tell you how often I've seen unfriend me if you don't think this way. And I'm just like, that is a very, very dangerous thing that's happening with this unfriend me if you don't think this way. Rather than, you know, sit down and have a conversation. Um, Thursday, I'm having a conversation with a, a, a Trump a, a Trump voter, a Trump supporter. Um, I don't support Trump. Um, uh, it, but the one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to be like everyone else that is just bashing people that vote for him and not understanding what it is that they're seeing that maybe, I don't know if you do or not, but um, rather than go like, oh, well, he votes for Trump, he must think this way or he must be that. Let me label him this. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have someone on that will talk about it and will at least because uh, I'm not too political myself. Um, I don't I don't lean. I, I try not to lean one way or another, but um, I at least want to understand. Um, and I don't think we do enough of that nowadays is understand. So um, by you not by you posting these these type of things for me, at least the type of person I am, if I come across that, it's like, OK, I might not agree with that, but here's why. Let's discuss that. Or, hey, hold on. This is interesting. Um, let me change my mind on this. And I feel like we've lost that in a lot of ways. I agree. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of it. Like when I people have posted and, and like I genuinely want to like talk about what they've posted mm. and like I'll write like a response mm. and then they'll just like it. You know, they'll just like my response. Right. And I'm like, no, like I was initiating. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like it? <laughs> I was initiating conversation, yeah. you know, or like they just won't respond at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like the the people that I have on my Facebook, like are people that I genuinely want to keep like not maybe not like in touch and touch because like we hadn't talked in years no but like i still have like an interest in knowing like what is going on with your life mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying yeah. like i still like it's not just random people that i've met or like have send me friend requests and i've only met them ever once it's like people yeah. that i've actually like even if it's been years before have known like i could say like oh i know that person mm -hmm. um, so like if i when i post or when I respond on their posts, I, I have like that I'm coming from that place of like, I know you and I want to have this conversation with you. Mm. But then that's when I feel like, Oh wait, maybe they don't feel like they know me. Right. <laughs> They're just, or that post was just for, for them to put it out there and then not talk about it. That's just like their stance on it. And it ends there. So yeah, I do kind of feel that way or like there's been, times where I like the post where people will be like I'm so stressed out about this or I don't know what to do about this and I'll like be very genuine and like think about my response like what I want to say to that person and like mm. hey this really worked for me or have you tried this or here's this resource and they're just like oh no I changed my mind or you get what I'm saying like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah so I agree that it's not the same anymore it's not to keep in touch and to have like a real relationship like with people uh since since your since your your kid is um is is doing unschooling like how are you managing like your kid like as far as interactions um a social social interactions with other kids like um how does how does that work as far as like um 
uh, just play, play dates, um, uh, problem solving with other kids. Um, is there any concern as far as like uh, in a social and like gathering social environment? Like, like, do you, do you think that there might be some awkwardness or do you feel like you guys have definitely created an environment where they can be social? Um, I will say it's really hard now with COVID. You're right. Yeah. Like pre COVID, um, he's always, since he was a baby, been a very social and outgoing person. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's never really like a lot of his cousins are a lot older than him Mm -hmm. and they're like a lot younger than him. He was kind of like born in like this middle Mm -hmm. area, um, so he grew up around adults. So he sometimes acts like a little adult. Mm. And he, but like when he was at school, he had a lot of friends and he like was fine socially. Mm. And if we go like with his cousins or if we go like if when our neighbors, when we could hang out with our neighbors, they would play like fine, like no issues, like still into like all the same things, all the same topic of conversations, like mm-hmm. same interests. So we haven't had, we haven't had an issue with that. Um, he, but he, the only thing is he does, he, he thinks he's a little adult sometimes. Mm. And sometimes that's hard for adults. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Because he will, he can have a conversation with, with you or like, he will like, just come in, like, talk to you like another adult. Yeah. And sometimes adults are like taken aback, like, oh, like you should be off. <laughs> like you should be off and away, mm-hmm. you know, doing kitty things, but he would rather sit like at the table and like hang out with the adults. Um, but like he goes golfing with his dad and all my husband's buddies. Like they just all go out together. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so it's not like, I don't think, I don't think he's socially awkward, but he's my son. I don't know if other people, mm-hmm. I haven't heard other people share that concern with me. Um, what is a long-term, um, do you, I guess, do you have a long-term plan for, for, for this? Um, like, are you looking at keeping them uh, doing like unschooling forever? Is there a plan to, Maybe once he's once he's ready for high school, um, is is there any part of uh, part of your guys's plan to at some point introduce them to a school system, or is it at the moment we're we're cut we're this is this is what we're gonna do? Yeah, well, since since he has already been introduced to the school system, mm. um, he's not fond of it, mm. and he told me like even like today earlier I told him like I was gonna be busy I'm gonna be doing this I'm gonna be talking about this Mm. I was like is there anything you want me to like say on your behalf Mm. (laughs) like homeschooling do you not like it do you want to go back to school yeah and he was like no why would I want to go back to school (laughs) (laughs) I was like I don't know he's like no and he it was back to like the paperwork thing Mm -hmm. he's like you think I want to be writing paperwork all day Right. He's like, no, I'd rather be home. I'd rather be home. And I'm like, okay. And for, um, and like, I've, I've told them, like, I've asked him, well, do you think you'll go to college or not? Yeah. Like so young, but obviously you don't need to know that. 
And he's like, no, he had always been like, no, no, no. And his response before was like, no, because he never wants to move out. Like he wants to live, he wants to live with me forever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> um, but more recently he has said like, I want to go to college right on because I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to make things. Mm -hmm. So he's still in that same. That's good. Interest. Yeah. He wants to make things. And my dad, um, has always worked in construction. He's an independent contractor. So mm -hmm. he's, he'll say things like that. Like, I want to be a worker like my dad, like my grandpa. That's mm -hmm. like what he usually says. So I'm like, go for it. Like, I'm not going to stop you. That's awesome. I think that's one of my concerns was like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't know if, if, uh, if, you know, they want to go to college, like, like, do they get the idea that they no longer have to go? But uh, it seems like he's kind of discovering it on his own. And it's not like, a, you know, you're expected to go. We expect a degree. We expect this. And he's just more like, this is what I want to do. This is what's going to make me happy. This is what we're, I'm going to pick the learning environment the way I want to. Uh, so it, it definitely seems like that is um, uh, an excellent path for, for him, at least as far as, as far as he goes. Um, and that's base of unschooling like you just said it right there like a lot of people think that oh they're not going to school then they're not doing anything mm. they're not going to school they're not going to have the motivation to do anything they're not going to go to school they're not going to be responsible but it's actually the opposite right. like when they don't what i'm noticing and what a lot of unschoolers will tell you is that when they don't go to school then sooner they figure out what their passion is yeah or they they have a passion for some time and then realize that that's not their passion and they're not scared to completely stop doing that and figure out something else and that's big yeah that's huge yeah. because they haven't they they're not unschoolers are not waiting until they're 18 to do something with their life yeah they're practicing all throughout every day of their life they're exploring new things and and there's no teacher there saying sorry you can't think about the ocean today because today we're talking about farm animals yeah you know it's like no you have a, a sincere interest in the ocean okay let's figure everything out about the ocean you yeah. know and then maybe in a week you will no longer want to know anything about the ocean but you'll want to learn about how to make things yeah. or you're done making things okay now you want to learn about, I don't know, some culture or anything like it, the, the possibilities are endless because our world is so big. Um, and children, when you give children that liberty, they want to do things. Yeah. It's, it's not like in school where you're like bribing them to do things yeah. because, because when you're in school, you're bribing them to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. You're bribing them to do things that, that they think they have to do. And that's another big issue that I have with schools too, that I recently discovered like that. We don't have to go to school. Like, you know, like a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, he has to go to preschool. He yeah. has to go to kinder. I'm like, no, they don't like legally. You don't have to enroll your kid anywhere until they're six. And even then <laughs> yeah, all you, can do is you can keep them home <laughs> and file a homeschool, file a homeschool and, and you're good. And that doesn't mean you're going to neglect your child. It just means that I don't know that people know that in this world, we do have choices. 
And that's something that I personally am very grateful for with unschooling because I have discovered in my own life, even now as an adult, that everything is a choice. Uh, you mentioned, um, I know there's no like curriculum or anything like that. There's, there's uh, kind of learning is done um, just organically. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any part that where you kind of check on, on certain milestones is uh, any testing that, that, that's goes to just go like, I want to make sure that he knows at least this much to kind of check if it's working. Is, is there any of that going on? Um, is there anything maybe state mandated where they have to at a certain age go or anything like that? Nothing state mandated. And actually, one of the reasons why we chose to no longer go through the county's homeschool program mm -hmm. is because they do trimester testing. Mm -hmm. And I don't I personally don't believe in testing, especially at such a young age. Mm -hmm. um, like state testing is not supposed to happen until they're in third grade. Mm -hmm. But schools are still testing the kids every trimester or, or you're still doing quizzes or you're still yeah. doing chapter tests and all of that. I don't think that memorizing information for a test is true learning. Right. Um, my current, my current professor, um, uh, mentioned that the other day uh, he mentioned that. And he said that, um, he goes, I, I I'm not going to trick you guys. I'm not here to like say, how much have you memorized? Uh, it's a history class. So he's like, I don't want you to memorize dates. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in, uh, you're writing a research paper based on something and just tell me your ideas on that. And I'll see learning and growth through that rather than, um, what happened in, uh, you know, 1876 or whatever it may be like, yeah. Yeah. So like for unschoolers, the way we look at, like, I guess what you can say in like, just mainstream vocabulary in terms of like keeping track of our kids or like looking for competence or um, knowledge we don't like in the schools they need to do tests and quizzes because mm -hmm. there's so many kids and teachers don't know like what kids really know or don't know but like for us since we're by our children's side all of the time mm -hmm. it's we take it on as our responsibility to mm -hmm. look for the learning mm -hmm. not the child's responsibility to show us what they've learned so like when I do start to worry, like, is my child learning such and such thing? That's like my time to maybe sit with him for longer periods of time or like be like, what do you need more help on your project? Like, how can I help you? Or like, just sit there with him and do it with him. And then like, I'll start to see, you know, like the learning, like, I guess not the learning, but like the things that I'm worried about. For example, sometimes when I start worrying about like math, mm. um, I might like start talking about something like the other day, I'm trying to think of an example and I saved the paper. I should have brought it. Um, he wanted to know how, like how, how do people sell things? Oh no. He wanted to know why everything is made in China. Mm. Because right now he's very curious about whenever anything, whenever we order anything, like he checks where it's made. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, why is everything made in China? And so we talk, started talking about like, you know, like uh, factories and like trade and like, just like I gave him like this fake scenario of like, okay, say there's like a toy maker in the United States 
but there isn't like a toy factory here, then, you know, they might contact somebody in China and be like, hey, I want 100 Avenger dolls. Mm. How much does it cost to like make this? And then they'll tell them, you know, whatever, however much money. And I was like, let's pretend it's like, it's going to cost them like $5 to buy each of those dolls from China. And he wants 100. So how much does he have to pay for them? He's like, oh, that's $500. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then I was like, okay, but then what if like you put it on Amazon and you sell it for $15? And then he was like, then I had to make $1,500? Like mm. he just like did that in his head, like right there. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, but you still have to pay China $500 because they made the toys for you. Yeah. I was like, okay, so then I keep a thousand. Yes. You know, so it's like, I don't have him doing worksheets. Yeah. Then a worksheet like in a year, but he was able to tell me that. Um, so then I'm like, okay, I'm not worried. Yeah. <laughs> or like, if it's it, like whatever time, whatever time it is, it's, you know, how long till whatever. Well, right now it's, and I'll tell him what time it is and we're going to go there at five. So you tell me, how long do you have to wait? And then he'll be there thinking, oh, I have to wait like two hours and 15 minutes. Yes. Mm. You know, so that's more of what we do. Yeah. You mentioned, um, you mentioned too, um, I believe in the post you had mentioned uh, talking about uh, loans and, 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 and stuff like that. Like he was just curious yeah, about, about, really interested about like, what do things cost? Mm. So he'll say really like, basic things like how much is like a pair of shoes Mm. and how much is an iPhone? How much is an iPad? And then he was like, how much is a house? And then like, I told him, he was like, Oh my God. He's like, and like, how do you make all that money to like pay for a house? You have all that money in your bank account. He was just like (laughs) trying to figure it all out. Right. And I'm like, no, we don't have all that money. (laughs) We have to pay monthly. Yeah. And he was like, oh, just like a phone? Like how you have to pay for your phone every month? Yes, just like that. Mm. But for how long? And then, I, like, so we started talking about, like, 30 years. 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, like, we were just talking about it. So now, like, the other day, my brother was here, and he mentioned something, like, they were talking about something, and then my son was like, well, yeah, but if you buy a house, you know you have to pay for it for 30 years. Mm. And my brother was like, what? <laughs> How do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's adults that that, that actually you truly understand that. So, yeah. yeah it, and it's just part of like being honest. Like, I'm like that, like being honest with your children, like taking the time to like talk about anything. Like, if you follow their curiosity, like, dang, <laughs> like you will have like yeah. good conversations with kids. Um, y- you mentioned, um, uh, books and podcast. Um, are there any books that you um, that you would recommend anyone interested um, in in reading up on this? Any websites? Um, so right now, thanks to COVID, um, the the podcast that I follow, um, mm. the creator of that podcast and that whole just like network. Yeah, she did an audio version of her book. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of one of her books she gives free, like if you sign up for her mailing list, mm-hmm. and then another book she she um just like read it, excuse me, read it on her podcast, mm. 
just like just to be kind to people <laughs> because she knows people are home and some people are not wanting to send their kids back to school and things yeah. like that. So her name is Pam Larikia. Um, and like her book, the free book that she gives is called what is unschooling. So that's like a very basic helpful book mm-hmm. and short, easy read. Um, and then the one that's on her podcast right now, you can listen to it as an audiobook. It's called uh, The Unschooling Journey, A Field Guide. And so those are like, those are free. And um, and her podcast is called Exploring Unschooling. And her website is livingjoyfully.ca because she's Canadian. Mm. Um, so though that, she has been like the most helpful in like my journey and and I, I am part of, I pay like, um, to be part of her monthly, not her monthly, her private network. Mm. Um, and that's where like, I get to connect with like all the other moms. Um, but I will say like things not related to unschooling that have helped me. Yeah. Um, was the book rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, Rich Dad. And that one is there's an audiobook on YouTube. So that one you can also get free on YouTube. I'm all about like free. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um and um and then the other one that really helped me too, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry mm-hmm. by John Mark Comer. That one is um is a Christian author. Mm-hmm. But I, it's a really good book. Okay. It's a really good book. That one talks more and it really helped me because I was used to like working and like always being like high strung and like, go, go, go. And we have to like always do something. And I was just always up here. Mm-hmm. And that one like helped me like slow down and like yeah. see like how important it is for us to not hurry. Yeah. Um, and for me, especially right now, like as a mom, like, it, it is not whenever I'm trying to like hurry, hurry, hurry. That's when things really start to like fall, fall apart. Mm. So, um, th- those are like the one, like the main, main ones that I, I, I like to read as much as I can. And more recently I'm very into audiobooks. Yeah. Those are the ones that are worth sharing. I, uh, I did want to add one more thing yeah. before we go. Cause I feel like my, my answer on like, if this will be forever or if the kids will ever go back to school. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add that part of unschooling also is that you allow your child, your child to make that like choice. Like mm. if my kids ever wanted to go back to school. I'd be right there registering them. Wow. You know, it's, okay. not, it's not about like what I say goes. Um, even though like I personally believe that this has been the best thing for our family if my child is ready to go back to school, I will support them a hundred percent. And there are a lot of unschoolers that do that, that Mm -hmm. they're they're like, I'm ready to go back to school. So then they give it their all to go back to school. And some of them decide to continue others. Most of them decide to come back home, (laughs) but it's still, you know, they get a choice. And what a lot of them have noticed too, in their children that go to school is that they do really well. Yeah. because they want to be there and they know that it's a choice where most 
families and children don't know that it's a choice or, or maybe they just don't have the means to like make that a choice. You know, they use right. public education as a daycare. Yeah. So, but that's a whole nother area, but I just wanted to say that because I do the twins. Um, one of them, she says that she doesn't want to go to school. She only wants to go to ballet school. She's mm. like all about ballet right now. Mm. And then the other one says she does want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say like every other week she asks me like if schools are open now because she wants to go. That's and great. She, yeah. and, like she pretends that she's on her way to school. Like in the morning she'll like pack her backpack and like put it on and be like, I'm going to go to school. And like, she'll go to the living room and she'll like set up like a little station. <laughs> and <laughs> so she, that's just what she does. So, um, yeah, that, 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 no, that's good. That's, uh, that's, um, that kind of goes with, with that belief system with unschooling. If I, you know, it's kind of, it's why I asked that. I'm like, well, is it, is it, is it unschooling uh, and nothing else? Or are they allowed to, to go back to school if they wanted to? Um, or would it be like, no, you've been unschooled for so long. It's too late. But like, it's, it's almost as if they're, kind of the uh, they're they're kind of driving you know they're behind the driver's seat of their own destiny they're 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 discovering things and if schools what they want to do and i guess that would go along with the belief system of unschooling it's like you've figured out that you want to go back to school then that is what you'll do because in a sense you're still unschooling by them going back to school because they've discovered that Mm -hmm. yep that's it (laughs) that's pretty much it so listen, thank you for your time. Um, I definitely appreciated uh, you coming on. Um, uh, as time goes on, um, I hope to see some of your posts on Facebook and whatnot. As far as um, as far as this journey goes, and um, definitely open to having more conversations along the lines of this, um, uh, because it is a very. Um, I, I I tell you, I was very fascinated um, uh, as far as uh, all this went. So. Um, I was like, I'm, I wonder if she'll be, she'll be willing to come on the podcast. Not a lot of people are, a lot of them say they are, and then, uh, get cold feet. Um, uh, a lot of people feel sometimes that, oh, I'm going to go on and he's going to be confrontational or this and that. And it's, it's definitely not that, um, I, I don't know, and I want to learn. So this is kind of my, uh, my journey and, and my, um, way of education in a sense is, is. And I'm like giggling over here because I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, you're like a natural unschooler. <laughs> <laughs> you like do what you need to do mm-hmm. to find the answers that you're looking for. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. And like now, like I consider myself an unschooler, like me myself now mm-hmm. because of that, because I'm always like, ooh, like I'm excited now about like, what else can I learn? What else can I do? Where I will say like before this, I was like, I went to school. I got my degree. I don't need to learn anything else. Like yeah. I'm focused on that. And ever since like kind of like having this mindset shift to unschooling, I'm like, wow, there are so many things to learn and yeah. so many fascinating things in the world. Yeah. And never I stop learning. Never stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I want to say, uh, once again, thank you for your time. Um, and, um, yeah, I will catch you down the road. All right. Sounds good. Thank right. you. Tell the family, thank you for having me pull you away for, for a couple hours. Uh, but, um, uh, 
Um, hopefully, I can get the uh, podcast out soon. Sounds good. I think they were out there cutting the the sword, mm. so I'll post it on Facebook if. Oh, if for sure! Doing- Please do. Yeah, I'll definitely want to take a look at that. <laughs> All right. I'll All right. You have a good one. You too. Right. Bye bye. Bye.